0: listening to the loving bdsm podcast episode 343 kayla lords here with the one the only the guy who beat my ass so hard my butt's still tender john Yay. brownstone yeah you're very proud of yourself i am you actually paddled me until i cried yes and also now my butt actually legit hurts later on like normally it's like oh maybe it's a little tender maybe it's a little... no this hurts we'll have to check for maybe a bruise right. maybe 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 yeah, that happened. Mm-hmm. Well, we, uh, we'll talk more about that later, right before we get into the episode and we do the announcements, because of course we sponsored ourselves again, because of course we did. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about yet. This <laughs> week, what we are actually talking about uh, is technically a sales gimmicky email we received with the uh, subject line, something along the lines of um, survey reveals how kinky the Bible Belt really is. Uh, <laughs> um, does not really? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I I wanted to talk about it in general. The results they weren't interesting. Um, maybe I also wanted a, a moment to be able to to uh, discuss my slight disappointment that it was absolutely a sales gimmicky thing. And I was like, but really, is it? I'm, is that what it shows? Mm. So, but we're gonna talk about the results they got from there. They're right because it is interesting and it's fun to talk about. So that's what we're doing today. Uh So, um, I think there was more I was gonna say, and I lost it, so. (laughs) Because we're a bunch of professionals around here. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. And yeah, it's like this most of the time. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS and the number one. So it's at LovingDS1 or on YouTube at YouTube slash loving bdsm where you can watch us live stream the podcast every wednesday all links are in the show notes okay before i get into anything that i actually have like typed out in the outline slash it's not a script it's an outline that we use uh, i have to comment on something that um silent wing said in the live chat on youtube uh yet another uh reason for any podcast listeners who might be so inclined to come join us on the live stream sometimes um (laughs) silent wing said um she might have plugged the our, our kinkery waxway candles on Reddit. That is good. I would love to sell some more. Also, I'll be making some more next week because <laughs> we I kind of can't keep up with the inventory. So yay! Thanks for that plug. We love it. Okay, so let me get into the actual stuff. Do you want to do what you're trying to do because you're holding that little remote? Yes, so nicely. Um,
1: so y'all, I'm turning the fan on to keep us relatively cool through this. Mm-hmm. So the hum in the background is the is
0: the fan and if the 10 day forecast is accurate and sometimes it is Mm -hmm. uh we're about to get our little like cold snap on the the outskirts of winter into spring i'm looking forward to it cold snap is relative (laughs) like the the low will be like 45 or 50 but i'm here for it you
1: know i didn't pack my winter stuff away yet for a reason
0: yeah me neither okay so this week uh, are we sponsoring ourselves again of course we are because we are shameless that way this is both the thing we love and our job because we're dumbasses who made the thing we love our job Uh, (laughs) and in light of this week's uh topic where we're talking about some survey results about kinks and activities and are people kinky we thought we would remind you that we are on OnlyFans as well. Now, first of all, none of it is educational. No, no. <laughs> we're not talking to a camera and telling <laughs> you shit. We're showing, we're showing, not telling. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now, you see more of me than you see of JB. He is there for every scene, and I try to get his like little sadistic looks and get pictures from that and some Domly looks, and, and we're going to get more from him going forward. But it's a lot of me, and there is literally a lot of me. Uh, So um, it's us doing kink scenes, me taking pictures. Sometimes I get pictures from the scene and that's like all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of my naked ass. Uh, Lately, there's been a lot of my boobs and my vulva. (laughs) Full frontal nudity being posted the week that we're recording. Because somebody was like, let's do wax play, which we used our kinkery candles and also candles we had that we had purchased ages ago that mm-hmm. we still had. So <coughs> colors we don't have show up on that. So just so you're warned. Um, and then you were like, but wait, there's more. And then yeah. you you edged me and there was an orgasm denial. And then there was like serious fingering. And then there was, yes, please go ahead. You can have the orgasm. And so then there was screaming. Uh, (laughs) I am a screamer when I have the freedom. So uh, that's some of the kind of things you can expect. Uh, Look, I'm not a small person and I am 40 something. So I look like not a small person who's 40 something. Nothing is in the place (laughs) it was 20 years ago. Uh, So you get that we are also amateurs I don't have camera angles and craziness I did get a close-up on the wax play so you could actually Mm -hmm. see it going on my boobs but that was it and that's just this week's content that's starting to be posted so if that's your thing you can join us on OnlyFans the first month is a 50% off it's just five bucks if you were new it's ten bucks um, ninety-five percent of the content we have you get and you don't have to pay extra for. Every once in a while there'll be a thing that we're like, we're only we are only gonna let people who want to pay to see this see this. Um, like we just recorded our second sex tape <laughs> <laughs> as part of that scene. Um, and it is both raw and real and awkward. Do I have the worst sex hair alive? Absolutely. fucking The front front we got business up front and then i'll have been thrashing around on a pillow and then i got like a flat thing and a coxcomb kind of thing going and my mm-hmm. hair is just woo, and you could see like my scalp and it's it's not sexy but it I, is i had
1: that problem
0: too Shh. Stop you with your short hair. So the OnlyFans link for podcast listeners, it's right there in the the show notes. I can link on our own website all day long. It's no big deal. If you're watching on YouTube and you're remotely interested, you have to use our Linktree link because I'm not brave enough to put an OnlyFans link in YouTube, which already gives us side eye because we're called Loving BDSM. So you got to go to the Linktree. That link is in the description box. It is there for anybody who's interested. If you're not interested, do not worry. Uh, We still do all this educational stuff for free or nearly Mm -hmm. free. The Patreon is more about community. But if you're like, I'm here for fuckery, we got it now. And Mm -hmm. so far we're having a good time. And I already know in the future, once we get some months under us to kind of decide how we feel and what's working and what's not, we will do a whole episode on what it's like to be a kinky couple who's like, let's put our fuckery
1: on the (laughs) internet in that way.
0: Because I'm sure there are some things we can talk about with that so that that's it we sponsored ourselves it's our only fans page anytime you hear me say the spicy page that is what i'm talking about <laughs> that is what i'm talking about so okay now next announcement that took for fucking ever sorry uh we are on our uh, break for next week we do this once a quarter mm-hmm. next uh the week of march 13th is our week because the kids are on spring break uh there won't be a podcast episode a live stream um, or a newsletter that week, we will be doing stuff probably behind the scenes, but it's a much more relaxed week. We've got a ton of, um, appointments lined up. We've got some stuff we got to get done that has nothing to do with work. We also have some work stuff we're going to do because we still do that. Um, but yeah, so just so y'all know, there is no episode next week, uh, week of March 13th, 2023. If you go looking for an episode, nothing's broken. We just won't be there. Um, but because we just, We just didn't wanna reschedule it because March is a busy month. We do have the Friday night live stream on YouTube, Friday, March 17th. The best way to know about that will be to uh, subscribe to us on YouTube if you have not already. I guess notifications usually sometimes kind of work. Uh, Also, I make sure people who are part of our Patreon, uh, in that kinky community, no, and so they get direct mm-hmm. links and reminders. If you ever needed a, if, I don't know how that would be a reason to join our Patreon, <laughs> but I mean, maybe, maybe getting reminders about stuff uh, is worth two dollars a month. I don't know that that is for you and your bank account to decide. Um, okay, so <laughs> those are the announcements. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do let's see let's see let's see okay so this week's topic comes from a survey done by a company called on their website it's starship sexual health and wellness i think their actual company name is like starship enterprises they're um a georgia georgia uh usa <laughs> georgia based uh, sex toy retailer adult retailer mm-hmm. so apparently they have brick and mortar stores um okay. around like I think they said eight locations is what I read. Um, And then they have uh, a a website where a lot of people shop from as well. Um, So full disclosure, uh, this is not a scientific study. They even say it's an informal survey. So we're not going to like give it the weight of like scientific study where people with a certain type of expertise went in and like looked at data and said, no, 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 no. This is a Fun survey, but they came in hot with the P- the PR, the public relations, they did on this. I am on way too many of these emails, but sometimes you get a little gem like this. Uh, most of them just get deleted immediately. <laughs> Where they came in hot and they said that their survey reveals that the Bible Belt, you know, really is kinky. And first of all, as somebody who has lived in the Bible Belt my whole entire fucking life, I'm not shocked that kinky people exist here technically, when you look at what kind of areas the Bible Belt, that name, and we'll go over that in a second, covers. I'm technically like right on the edge. We're still on the edge of the Bible Belt. Mm -hmm. When I lived up in the panhandle of Florida, we were smack dab in the middle of it, okay? So (laughs) I'm not actually surprised, but I was like, does this survey reveal that? Can I pick this apart and like make it not fun? Probably. (laughs) So um, I have, Provided the link in the places depending on how you're you're watching or listening. Podcast listeners, it'll be in the show notes. Uh, on YouTube, it's in the description box to the PDF that they shared, left, right, and center of their survey results. So you can go look at this yourself and then see some of the interesting things. Um, so one thing, uh, nearly 3,000 people responded. Okay. And they even said, hold on, I. I actually, yeah, nearly 3000 people. It was a 40 question intimacy survey. Some of those questions were more for the business, like where would you like to get information and where do you like to shop? And it was their information. It was not the kind of stuff that we're gonna care about. Um, but they said that of the 3000, nearly 80% of them lived in Georgia, which this is why this can't be considered like some big scientific study or anything for many reasons, but this is one of them. Mm-hmm. The, if most of the respondents are from Georgia, then actually you're not getting a cross-section of the actual Bible Belt. because sure. I pulled this up, hold on, for somebody who's like, but what is exactly is the Bible Belt? Um, the Bible Belt is, this is from Wikipedia and I'm gonna trust it because I agree because this is my experience, is a region of the Southern United States in which socially conservative Protestant Christianity plays a strong role in society and politics. And church attendance across the denominations is generally higher than the nation's average. Now, I don't know about averages, and I don't know how that's changed mm-hmm. over the years. And blah, blah, blah. But I know, as somebody who's lived in the Panhandle, which is very conservative and very religious, and you don't have to be conservative to be religious. That is that is true. But my experience in the Bible Belt, those two things tend to go hand in hand. I've also lived in South Mississippi. I've also lived in uh, like kind of the middle of Alabama. Uh, the most liberal place I ever got to live was Tampa Bay and we were only there for a few years and then we decided to travel a little bit north to an area of Florida that is on the edge between Bible Belt and not so Bible Belt. Uh, For anybody who's curious, the Bible Belt approximate is all of, according to this information alabama arkansas georgia kentucky mississippi missouri north carolina oklahoma south carolina tennessee and parts of florida louisiana illinois indiana kansas new mexico ohio texas virginia west virginia so like if you look at the picture like a third of the country (laughs) (laughs) tends to be more conservative tends to be like a lot of the ways uh I know I was not raised directly by my parents, but like my school experience and my experience with the parents of my friends and the other adults in mm. my life was, you know, not just no sex ed, but like, if they told you anything, it was, you were basically a used piece of chewing gum if you had sex before marriage. Like that was, that was the level of what we got. Um, and so I can see why it comes as a surprise to people to figure out that you're not the only kinky person in the Bible belt. Clearly not, uh, if you live in in that in those areas. Um, so how kinky is the Bible Belt? Kinkier than people realize, quite frankly. Why is it not more open? Because kink in general is not more open, right. but in a place that is tends to be really conservative with lots of church goings on and very strongly held beliefs by some of those denominations about what is proper and what is not proper, You're going to have people who absolutely still fucking do it, but they sure shit don't tell anybody and they might be carrying a whole hell of a lot of shame over it. So this can't possibly be a true cross section of even the Georgia Bible Belt. Mm -hmm. It's the people who are willing to shop at a sex toy shop. yeah, And then also on top of that, willing to take a survey. So I think you're already going to get more openness mm-hmm. than you would.
1: Now I'm curious, where is the store located?
0: Uh, let me look at, I've got all this pulled up. I've got a scroll y'all. Pardon me, I'm scrolling. They're in Georgia, right? but their stores, hold on. There was a whole page here of where their stores were. Oh, come on. I wasn't, I was prepared for all the questions and not that one, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've lost it. I can't, now we're into the results. They are in, I think it was eight locations, like okay. all over. Maybe they're kind of clustered in Georgia. Anybody mm-hmm. in Georgia who is familiar with Starship may uh, have a better idea. Okay, um, no, they actually have more than eight. Um, Fulton, uh, Marietta, that's, I think Marietta is near Atlanta, isn't it? And then I can't read all of those. We would have to okay. go to their website and look okay. at their locations. But they're like they they seem to be based on those locations, maybe a little widespread across Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, that was just my little PSA on um, what is the Bible Belt. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess
1: I was asking because, you know, if they were if they were, a number of their stores were located in, say, like the Atlanta area, sure. which is more of a metropolitan, right. you know, city, you're going to get a cross section. You, you're you're going to get more of a cross section. You're going to get people who are more willing to openly go to right. a, a sex shop.
0: But because they also have a, apparently a decent online presence, like their 20% is coming from places other than Georgia. So they actually cover really all of Georgia when mm-hmm. you think about that. Okay, so their breakdown, let's start kind of at the top to get some idea of who is participating. Mm-hmm. So uh, thankfully everybody was over 18, but the, the, sorry y'all, if you were in this age range, 18 to 23, I am officially old enough to be your mother. So I go, mm-hmm. oh, that's a kid. You're not, you're <laughs> an adult and I respect that fact, but also my brain goes, oh, you could be my child. Um, they were only 12%. The overwhelming majority of people who responded were 24 to 29 and 30 to 39, uh, 40 to 49 is like edged in there at just under eight, uh, under 9%. Mm-hmm. But your age range, 60 to 69, your sliver of that pie is so small. You don't, we don't even get to know the number. Oh, we need more folks like oh. you answering these surveys. Right. Um, and most people heard about their survey on social media. So these were online people. So they could be from anywhere, anywhere. but it's absolutely going to skew heavier towards Georgia because that's mm-hmm. where they're located. Yeah. Um, gender identity of folks who uh answered more men than women they did ask you know give the option for non-binary trans uh prefer not to answer i don't know what both was supposed to mean both what both men and like i don't know i I feel like that might have been maybe worded better but it was more men than women in that part uh answered the survey so that's interesting um one of the questions was, "Did you, do you identify within the LGBTQIA plus community? And over half did. Huh. That does not really surprise me when it comes to sex toy shops in mm-hmm. general. Um, not because clearly cis het people don't shop there, but they're just, in my experience with like working within that industry in different ways, it's, it's a lot queerer than like your the general population seems to be. Starship is, corporate office is located in East Point. So wherever that may be in Georgia. Um, They talked about employment, relationship status. Um, So when they asked about relationship status, single and loving it, single wanna be in a relationship, engaged in an open relationship or have more than one sexual partner in a relationship with one partner, married, divorced, widowed. Like they asked a cross-section and there was actually a pretty good cross-section of respondents. The biggest chunk was married, but that's only 28.5%. The next biggest chunk is 20% single, but want a relationship. Um, Who is purple? Uh, 16.2 is in a relationship with one partner. Um, 13.8% was, wait, is that the right green? No, that was widowed. The, in an open relationship is in such a small slice that we can't get a number. Wow. Their colors were too similar. I got excited there for a second <laughs> um, going down, going down. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. There's a lot of like marketing kind of identifier and demo questions. I don't care. Uh, this will come as a no shock to anybody. Uh, to prefer to shop for sexy products online or in store. 71.5% said they would rather go online. And I think, of course, there's the idea of privacy and not, like, some people are very uncomfortable in an adult Mm -hmm. store. I, who have been a sex writer, a sex toy reviewer, a person who puts all her bits and pieces on the internet, still have that moment walking into a sex toy shop where that's just unfamiliar enough for me, where it takes me a moment to kind of, like, relax into Mm -hmm. it. And I have all of that. Experience with it Now you are like A literal kid in a candy shop (laughs) I am
1: (laughs) Let me in there
0: But also I know Even knowing that And that I think is a big chunk Of people who prefer Prefer to shop online But the other thing I've noticed And this just tends to be me With all shopping I often prefer to go online Because I have more options Which can be overwhelming It is possible to have Way too many options
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean you know, yeah, I, I have bought quite a number of things online, mm-hmm. and I I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, like you say, you do have a lot more option uh, now. Let me, but let me into a, a an adult toy store right. or adult novelties, as they
0: sure sure you know
1: at least around here is how that what they go by, and uh, yeah, I love it because while shopping online is is a great experience. Mm-hmm. S- Sometimes there's no replacement for just kind of looking at something and, you know, holding it at the display item because you can kind of, you know, get a feel for it. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so you know, there is that.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree with that completely. It's weird because every, unless it's part of like a chain or a, a I don't know, I'm not going to say franchise. I'm assuming they own all the resources. Sure. So it's like a mm-hmm. chain now, like this place is. You know, every adult store I've ever been to is usually independently owned and operated, which means mm-hmm. it's going to have its own set of and unique like type of products. And I've only ever gone into one store, and it ended up being in London, where I was like, "This has mm. it, this feels to me, from my personal preferences, like there's enough of good stuff in each." category, like we walked into our closest one, which is very nice. And if you want like high end luxury vibrators that they literally keep under lock and key in a case, you've got maybe three brands and maybe like eight or nine choices. And some of them were new to me and that was kind of interesting, but some of them I was like, oh God, I've seen that a million times. Yeah. And then when you go to like the BDSM section, depending on the store you go into, it's a lot of fetish fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the like the cheapy, easy to get your hand on from like, you know, uh, wholesale kind of things, and it's not necessarily like super unique or super good yeah, or locally no, made it, or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like meh. the the most surprised I've been. And any of the adult stores is when their book selection is really unique and interesting because they're certainly not going to find it in barnes and noble right and amazon's going to bury it and if you don't know what title to look for you will never find it because um, you know there's a reason like the same 10 or 15 kink sex related whatever mm-hmm. books are always kind of like in the top it's because they've got the most attention on them and people know the names of those books we're passing those books around and telling people about them but you walk into a decent adult store Mm -hmm. and you're gonna see books that you had no idea existed. right
1: and and this this place by us they they had they they had a decent book selection there were when i was looking through them there were a number of books i would like oh if i could i would
0: we could have spent a (laughs) hundred dollars just on books in there we did not have it to spend Mm -mm. um the other thing i like i like at least about the one it's practically up the street from us. Like it takes us maybe five minutes to get there. Um, I like their lingerie section. Yes. Now that's one where I, if I can, I want to walk in and put my hand on it Mm -hmm. because I don't trust all these little pictures from online, (laughs) especially when, yeah, I'm going to buy the plus stuff. I never look like the gorgeous model who is modeling the plus. Like, I am not an hourglass figure, okay? I'm a definite apple. The apple is like shrinking, like a little bit slowly, but ugh, my all mine's in the center. And uh, some lingerie is not gonna look like that picture <laughs> when you have that yeah. body type, yeah. I, and I wanna touch it. Mm-hmm. Okay, now this was interesting, as okay. we tend to talk about sex toys primarily like right around the holidays, because that's when the best deals are mm-hmm. around. They asked, have you ever gifted someone else a sex toy? And 48.3% said yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and 296 said, not yet, but I'd like to. Mm. Um, some people said they they haven't, but they're fu- they, it's not because they don't want to or they're uncomfortable, and some were like, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. Um, just as a quick person who's been writing and thinking and talking about sex toys for now almost 10 years, uh, before you gift somebody a sex toy, you should know for some level of fact that that's the kind of thing they want in general and yeah. from you. Uh, springing a sex toy on somebody when you don't know if that is going to stimulate a part of the bod- their body that they would like to stimulate, does not always work out well. Um, I think kink toys have a little bit more kink toys and some vibrators because it's like friends will gift each other vibrators mm. sometimes like you just get in a conversation like oh here blah, 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 right kink toys i think you still have to follow that same principle like you should know that the other person is like even nominally interested in that particular kink before you go hand them as a gift here this thing right because the gift comes sometimes with expectations especially kink toys between partners, because it's like, oh, you're giving me this, so we'll use it. Well, now do I feel pressure? Do I, am I uncomfortable? Mm. Were we at this point in our relationship? Um, With kink toys though, if you've been talking about kinks you want to try together, even if it's not a specific product that you pointed at and went one day I wanna have this, and that's an easy gift to do. Um, But if it's within that vein of, this is the kind of thing I'd like to try. And this is the kind of sensation I think I like. You tend to be a little bit safer, but like, not all vibrators are the same. So if somebody was like, I wanna gift Kayla a vibrator and then they gave me one of those clit air pulsator things, I'm yeah. gonna give you a polite thank you because I was raised in the Bible Belt and air quote right by my mama, uh, but it's gonna sit in a corner and gather dust because that's not what I want. I want the wand vibrator that's gonna make me like scream in tongues. Okay, and I'm not even religious. <laughs> so I don't even know how you do that or what you say. <laughs> that's what I want. So like, you know, vi- like vibrator is a catch all. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah. you're not always safe in the same way. But like kink stuff, if it's based on conversations you've had, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think it's you know, I,
1: I I'm kind of making a little bit of an assumption here, but yeah, okay. you know, I I believe when it comes to uh, kink, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's I think a little bit more. Knowing that you know, oh yeah, so and so's into floggers. So and so's you know likes paddles. That one likes canes, mm-hmm. you know. And and I think that's I. I don't think people still talk about the sex they like that much. Mm. And I I still see things online in various places that men tend to be intimidated by sex toys
0: oh god yeah they think it's competition yeah i'm gagging over here mm-hmm. it is not competition. it's a tool yeah. first of all if uh your partner's vibrator becomes competition with you i think that means you <laughs> need to step up your game because you're lacking right. somewhere but it's really not meant to be competition like if you have a partner who prefers their vibrator over you it's time for a conversation about what right, could, right. what could be better between the two of you during sex. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really not, it's a tool. We, quite frankly, for a long time there, when we were still having sex regularly, but like I was sort of struggling with like the pleasure aspect of it and the arousal aspect. Anytime we had penetrative sex, there was not a time for a very long time we had penetrative sex that I did not have a vibrator on my clit at the same time. Like sometimes it can do dual purpose and I pull it back just a little bit and it gets on him and he's like, Ooh, this is great. But it was like, you do your job back there. That feels good. I want it to happen. It serves a purpose. Mm -hmm. That's not orgasmic, but I need a different kind of stimulation to get to where I need to be. One massager on clit, like done, done. Um, It enhanced the moment. And I think most Mm -hmm. people who would be listening to our podcast already get it. right? But, Yeah, that is absolutely still very accurate, uh, at least from the things you see online. Um, There are plenty of people who hide their vibrators from their partner because they know it's going to like cause a thing or it's going to it's going to hurt their ego or whatever. And that's just like I feel like if you're at a point where you're hiding parts of your sex life from a, a partner that not because it's a privacy thing, but because you are managing their emotions and feelings and you believe that's mm-hmm. not gonna be handled well. Like you've you got some other issues there. Maybe you hadn't gotten to them yet. Maybe you're not thinking about them. Maybe you're not talking about them. You're certainly not talking about mm-hmm. them, but there's something else There's something else there. Like privacy, because maybe you have multiple partners and this you do this thing with this or whatever, or privacy because you're not ready to talk about that with a partner, you hadn't even gotten to that level of your relationship, fine. But, like, we sleep in the same bed every night. We fuck on occasion. We have certain levels of intimacy from, like, some sort of long-term commitment or Mm -hmm. new in a hopefully long-term commitment relationship. And I have to hide my vibrator like a, you know, uh, something I'm ashamed of? (laughs) No, 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 no. There's a a problem there. So the next question, the opposite of Giving a sex toys a gift. Mm-hmm. Have you ever received a sex toys a gift? And I know I have. I know I have too. 48.4% said yes and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, 15% said yes, but it made them uncomfortable. I feel like that means there was not some communication going mm-hmm. on there first. Um, 30% said no, but that'd be a cool gift. Okay. And again, I think you can. And even in the live chat, I think it was Silent Wing who said that she had gifted X something that they hadn't talked about, but it ended up being perfect. Well, I think that comes from the length and long-term and intimacy of your relationship. There are times you can right. do that because you have been together long enough. I did not say to you, I want the original magic wand, AKA the Hitachi, old name, it's mm-hmm. not owned by Hitachi anymore, um, by the brand anymore. I did not say to you, I want a Hitachi with the dialy button thing where you can be the meanest motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> I don't know how that hasn't made it into a scene yet, but whatever. Um, oh, it will. I'm looking forward to it. I'm terrified, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it but you knew me enough yeah. to know this will be okay. Because sure. I think there is absolutely that point in a relationship and everybody's point will be different mm-hmm. where it's safe to do that. It's because you you have a sense of who they are, even if you've never had that conversation, but there's a lot, there. there's room up to that mm-hmm. point where you have have a conversation first. Oh my gosh, have a conversation first. <laughs> have I ever given you a sex toy as a gift? Yes. Why can't I remember shit like that? I'm an awful human being.
1: You went the very first time you went to the UK for your conference. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 brought me back a tanga egg, and I loved it. Uh,
0: yes, you became a tanga fan. Yeah, yeah. Anything I can get you with tanga, you're like. And
1: and I, and that that made me fall in love with tanga. Just uh, yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go down this. Uh, they talked about lube. What kind of lube do you? Uh, use the vast majority of respondents, uh, mm-hmm. use lube of some kind, uh, only six point, I think it says 9%, so 7% said they don't use lube. Uh, either you're very fortunate and enjoy that while that lasts or <laughs> also what you, you don't, but there was a time we didn't use lube, so mm-hmm. we should have enjoyed that while it lasted. <laughs> um, The vast majority use water-based lube, which just so you know, is in general, the safest for all materials. It is not always the best lube to pick, but it is the Mm -hmm. safest for any material you're using. You're not gonna fuck it up with water-based lube. Um, Oil-based silicone hybrids of silicone and water-based usually absolutely have their place. Hybrid may be the real safest because it lets you use things, uh, because it's water-based that you can't normally use with silicone. This isn't universally true, but in general, uh, it's not advised to use silicone lube with silicone toys because it can create like problems with the material and and break down the toy a little bit faster. That's not always true anymore. Um, Higher quality silicone can usually handle silicone lube, but if you are uncertain, especially if you spend a hundred dollars on a fucking toy, Mm -hmm. hybrid or water-based is best. Oil-based is great. We love oil-based lube, but you can't use oil-based lube with latex condoms think i think in any condoms but certainly not latex condoms um and with some materials of some toys so i think uh what i was really surprised about are how many fucking people use flavored lube are we like missing something here Mm.
1: 20 percent
0: of respondents were like wow give me the flavored lube now some flavored Hmm. lube tastes awful it's it tastes like it it smells like it should taste like candy and it's just not. It tastes, yeah. it tastes a little bit like plastic. Uh, <laughs> some taste good. Don't don't eat it. Don't drink it. Like, glug, glug. That's, yeah. But, you know, you pop it down there. Problem with flavored lube, depending on the ingredients, and there are some that are decent, is a flavored lube goes on a vulva and it's like some of the chemicals and ingredients used for it can uh, be problematic for sensitive vaginas
1: can be irritating. I
0: don't have a sensitive vagina. You can almost take a jackhammer down there. It's fine. Like, (laughs) would you like to put castor oil down there? It's probably fine. But I have been very fortunate knock on wood. I do not want to tempt the universe to have had no like issues like UTIs, yeast infections, not been a thing I have to deal with, but, If you don't know yet, or you know, be careful. Be very careful. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, This was interesting. Mm -hmm. How many times a year do you shop for adult products? Uh, 50% said three to five times. Wow. I know. Now, granted, this is not meant to be a shameless plug, but it is our experience now. With the kinkery, most customers are one-off customers. Maybe they'll be a repeat customer and shop twice. We do have a few people that are kind of frequent flyers. Like, I see their name coming through, like, every few months i'm like well hello welcome back okay <laughs> and i know we're not the only one they're shopping with so it's like oh, get your freak on okay let's see no 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 i'm scrolling through stuff that's like their per in research they're going to use and it's not for us um so they did ask would you say your sex life is excellent good or if there's room for improvement 45.2% said excellent, 43.6% said good. Oh. So that is nearly 90% mm-hmm. who are like, eh, it's good. And I think if you're shopping at sex toy shops or following adult content online and you're like open to that kind of stuff, I do think you might have a better chance of being able to say, yeah, my sex life mm-hmm. is good. That's clearly not a universal, but you know, the type of person who's like, yeah, I'll, I'll go, try sex toys, try new things, explore sensations in a sensual mm-hmm. or erotic way. I, You know, that does not surprise me so much that they, that, that many people would be like, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Let's see, scrolling, scrolling, um, scrolling. Okay, I'm trying to get to like the kinky stuff. Yeah. Okay, now this is not kinky, but this is what types of sex do you engage in? I like this because it uh, understands and lists multiple ways to have sex which is not all just stick a penis inside a vagina because i mean what if you don't have a penis or whatever you don't have a vagina right. I mean, come on now but vaginal sex was the highest in this survey uh 63.7 said they have vaginal sex uh anal sex uh was actually not second mm. highest but it was close oral was second highest only 44.6 percent though i mean are we are people having less oral sex just in general i don't know you mm. and i have not had oral sex
1: not in quite a a, in a very long, long time. time yeah
0: maybe it's like anything else there's just dry spells that folks go through um let's see let me get back to it go ahead you mm. took a breath i thought you were gonna say something Mm-mm. i like this finger now fingering is different than a hand job but they did classify it together mm-hmm. i guess because you're using your hands on the partner's body part. Um, that was 38.7%. Hmm. Fingering, I fucking love fingering. I do, do, I very, let's put it this way, I very rarely orgasm from penetration. The the My G-spot can get stimulated, but not always to the level of I'm gonna get off from it. Clit is better for that. But I love the sensation of being penetrated, but I really love it with fingers. I think it's because fingers, you start with one cause you're a decent human being and are not trying to like <laughs> cause unwanted pain. But once we get two fingers in there and whoo, it's been a hot minute since there's been three, but I know two, those can move in a way sure, that a yeah. penis can't. It's just right. the one that penises don't break off and it'd be great if they did. I'd be like, Oh, <laughs> just split and separate and move around in there. Um, Because then there's more action of like- Tentacles. Tentacles, exactly. (laughs) Of the stretching and the filling and the moving. And I really like that. Also, Mm -hmm. I like fingering because from a power exchange perspective, I, and I, this won't be true for everybody because body parts match up differently than roles, obviously. But when you finger me, because you're the last person who's fingered me in the past decade. So I don't know how I'll feel if anybody else does it. (laughs) It makes me feel- like owned and claimed in a way that I really like. Now, would I feel that same way if somebody who did not have your role did that? I Probably not. I think it's all interconnected with how I see you and how mm-hmm. we are in our relationship. And then you do this thing and I go, oh, fuck yeah, that feels good. And then I get those feelings mm-hmm. from it. But oh, oh yeah, I love a good fingering. And then when you do the dastardly thing of fingers in, thumb on clit. I mean, it's gotta be like a game controller thing at that point, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> play me like a game controller daddy uh dry humping had a 26.4 percent masturbation good to see mm-hmm. 36.7 um oral anal rimming and other analingus mm. uh I came in with 18.3 they had other things um that they kind of counted as sex but had such small either no or or too few respondents to really like pop up in the whatever. Um, But I do appreciate that as a good reminder to folks that there's lots and lots and lots of ways to have sex Mm -hmm. that beyond the air quote standard that we might have been scared off from in our Bible Belt sex ed that we got. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, I wonder about masturbation being lower. It's like in one, two, three, fifth place out of that list. Are people just masturbating less often if they're having, is Mm -hmm. it, I know this again, there's no universals here.
1: Yeah.
0: Once you have a partner and you're having partnered sex, you know, is that sort of air quote common that people kind of put masturbation on the back burner? I, I think that I think that if you have, and you don't really know why, like you don't have like a, oh yeah, this makes me uncomfortable. I just don't want to do it. Or I just don't think about it. Those are all valid reasons. But if you're like, wait, I haven't masturbated in a hot minute. Like go forth, touch thyself. Okay. (laughs) Saying, I don't know that you needed permission. You really didn't, but you have it if that helps. Now this was interesting. Cause remember the split of the majority of the respondents was a split between men and women with men like edging out. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we have, you know, other gender identities, but they were small and you, it doesn't necessarily tell you what body parts anybody has. Yeah but there is absolutely sort of a belief that the people who can have multiple orgasms are people with vaginas, or most easily have multiple mm-hmm. orgasms. This is not always true. So in the survey they ask, are you able to enjoy multiple orga- orgasms, not organisms? That's something different. 85.4% of the people who answered that question wow. said that they could and that was hmm. so it was just under okay. 3000 for total but not everybody answered every question and this one had 2700 responses that's a lot of people figuring out how their body works and and having that ability because you can figure out how your body works and you figure out that it can't do that but like you know anybody with a, a prostate can maybe have a multiple have more than one orgasm mm-hmm. but you've got to be willing to like dig around back there and root yeah. around and go what which button is the right button and once you yeah. find that you're have a good time yeah. if, if we don't see you come up for air for a while we understand <laughs> have you ever had a mul- uh, multiple orgasms yes when was the last time you had multiple orgasms
1: uh it's been a little while
0: was it cuz you were playing with your prostate or was it was it all penis work mm, it was all penis work what kind of toy were you using i'm sorry you didn't know this was an interrogation no
1: i didn't okay. um, i i don't i mm just using my hand really
0: yeah wow yeah wow was it like was it one of those where the first one was like whatever your normal is or was at the time Mm -hmm. and then each one got subsequently less strong or more strong less strong did you become more sensitive Like, did you get to the point where it's almost painful, like some of us with clits do? Like, I love good multiple orgasms. And part of what I love about (laughs) it is it's going to hurt after a certain point. But then there comes a point where it hurts too much. And like, this is not the good kind of pain. This this is not fun anymore. (laughs) This is like sandpaper on my cling in a way. We had a question about porn. Um, How do you watch porn? I love that it kind of, uh, the question is worded in like an assumption that you probably do. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, by myself was the most common, that's not surprising, 64%. With a partner, next, 42%. I love to see okay. that. Yeah. Um, and just under 10% said they don't watch porn, which is fine. Like, that's mm. why what, mm-hmm. I don't tend to watch porn. It is very hard to edit videos for the spicy page. <laughs> so I'm like, first of all, I'm watching me. And second of all, I'm like, I don't usually watch this stuff. Let me fast forward through this real quick. Um I wish they had asked more questions about porn, but that I know that was not the point. Like what kind of porn are we watching? That's what I I don't know. Um, Let's see. Next. And so far, here's the thing. We've talked for a while now about some of these results and we've not talked about anything kinky. And this is where I'm like, "Mm, yeah, you got my attention with that subject line, but you're not really delivering the goods yet. This Mm -hmm. is interesting though. Uh, Which of the following do you find important to sex? The number one response with 50.4% was intimacy being important to sex. Yeah. I think it's an automatically, even if you're not partner in a relationship, it's a hookup, it's a one night stand, whatever we call these things these days, it's a situationship. I think the moment you get some part of your body naked and present it to another person, there's an intimacy automatically built into that. Yeah. And I think it's fine if you don't find that like your compelling reason to have sex or a necessary thing, but I think it's automatically baked in. (laughs) Number two, though, right behind it, and I think we do need a better word for this, but it's the one we've got, with 49.5% of what do you find important to sex? Foreplay. Foreplay. I like to call it the warm up because foreplay, what you do in air quote foreplay can be the sex, depending on how Mm -hmm. you define foreplay. Sure. Um, It's, you know, a lot of, too many people, I would say, think that they do the foreplay, to sort of preheat the oven, right? And so it counts, it's important, but it doesn't quote count. It's whatever, however you're defining sex, and yeah. in a lot of cases where foreplay is kind of like this thing you have to do to get to the main attraction kind of thinking, for in many cases, sex is penis and vagina, uh, which we, we already saw is not all of what sex is. Um, that's the, the main attraction. And that might not be the way and a whole entire ass partner even experiences the most pleasure. <laughs> so I understand we, we use the language that we have and I haven't seen a word or a phrase that just rolls off the tongue and feels quite right as a replacement for a foreplay. And maybe it's we keep the foreplay, but we like redefine it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, here's where, how kinky is the Bible Belt? So here, it is in not quite last place, but of the responses that had enough responses to count, Mm -hmm. which of the following do you find important to sex? The absolute last answer is kink. Now, first of all, we all know here that kink and sex do not automatically go hand in hand. You can have all the, the sex in the world you want and not involve kink. You can do all the kinky shit you want and not involve any Definable sex at all, Hmm. and all all of that is true. But if we're gonna say that this shows just how kinky the Bible Belt is, (laughs) I would expect that answer to be just a little higher. Uh, Hmm. Um, I am also a little surprised. Uh, orgasms, which many people find important to sex, Mm -hmm. uh, was not in as uh, was lower down as well, only 35.7 percent. Wow, and you and I. You and I have had sex plenty of times over the years where one or both of us did not orgasm, Correct. and that was not the point of the sex. The sex right. was for the connection, the intimacy, the moment together, yes, sometimes it was a reminder that, yeah, we still do this too <laughs> like, um but you know. I, am, I happen to be a person that if I get naked and put my genitals out, an orgasm at some point would be nice. It, it's a little mm. bit like dessert. It's a little bit like the the mint on the pillow, you know? <laughs> like, it's, yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> now, here we finally get into, and I think it's the only one and it, it was interesting, mm-hmm. but it also got me a little like eye rolly is the, I'll scroll further, but I really think it's the only page that actually talks about kink and fetishes. And the question is, do you explore any kinks and or fetishes? Mm. Okay, so the top answer, this will come as no surprise to anybody. The absolute top answer with 36% of respondents, spanking. Spanking. Uh, There, I think there are a lot of things that can be gateways to kink, but Mm -hmm. I I think you're right. Spanking is absolutely a gateway to kink. (laughs) Uh, Spanking does not, I got. What, didn't I go on a rant recently in a live stream because somebody was like, "Spanking's not actually kinky." I want to do kinky stuff, and I went on a rant because spanking—spanking—is impact play, of which there can also be a painful sensation, which also mm-hmm. comes under power and control because somebody is topping or dominating in order to provide said spanking. And so, therefore, by every definition of what BDSM means, spanking is BDSM, regardless he, of what other people would like to say. Now, there, for, she, there she goes. Ten bucks. <laughs> for your personal use of a word and how you define it for yourself. Define it however you want. If, if you're like, I'm into spanking, but I'm not into BDSM, fine. Yeah. But we're not going to blanket say on the internet that spanking is somehow not BDSM. It is by every fucking definition of BDSM. It's BDSM. Which is what got me into the thing where I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. Now I'm trying, I'm trying to be compassionate and to understand that first of all, this is a very small um, survey group, 3,000 people, mm-hmm. It a variety of backgrounds. This was not like asking a kink community, a kink right. question. This was like general public, but not that general, the type of part of the general public that will shop at a sex toy shop or follow them online, right? So yeah, you're gonna get a more, You're gonna get more variety of experiences. There's gonna be plenty of non-kinksters in there. Mm -hmm. There's gonna be people who don't live, eat, breathe, drink, whatever this like some of us do. I know that. That being said. One of the options to answer, do you explore any kinks and or fetishes? The option to answer, was mm-hmm. just BDSM. What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean by that? Which part? The bondage, the discipline, the dominance, the submission, the sadism, the masochism? Which, which part are you asking them about? Which, if you're a kinkster, you're either going to absolutely go, yeah, I'm totally into BDSM because you you mean all of the mm-hmm. umbrella of your things, or you're going to go, Oh, no, I'm not into BDSM. And only 22.7% said they were. And then we get into things that had higher percentages that are definitely under BDSM. Mm -hmm. Power play. Yeah. You know, dominance and submission, however you define it. Mm -hmm. 25.2%. Shabari, you know, bondage. 22.2, 22.2. 2. Humiliation, Humiliation was actually yeah. kind of low, 18.9. Hmm. Exhibition, 22.4. Wax, sensation play, which you know what? We don't have a place for sensation play within media. Mm. Some we have sadism and masochism, which absolutely like defaults to pain. Right. Should, should we make the S also stand for sensation? Because you got a top bottom situation there. Somebody's providing, somebody's receiving. I don't know. Right. Uh, leather, which I need to know what they mean by leather because mm. leather has a lot of connotations in kink. What What do you mean? Is it the wearing of leather? Is that you are in a leather family? It is that. Is it that you mm-hmm. participate in the hierarchy of what leather means within your kink community and you earn your leathers? Like, what do we mean by leather? Yeah. I have questions. Cage play, cage play? Now, which cage? Are we talking cock cage? Are we talking chastity play, which mm. can be cock cages? Are we talking actual cages we put people in? All of that is some level of BDSM. Mm-hmm. What is liquid play? Liquid play. I hope maybe they they linked to something or identify like somehow defined it. Only had eleven point nine percent of people responding to it. But it. I've never heard that expression. Are we talking? I, are we talking urine as liquid? Are we talking water? Mm-hmm. Like actual water, not you know water sports, which were like what? What do we mean? I know.
1: I I I saw that and I kind of went. Hmm, where, you know, where are we? You know, water sports, is that what they're... I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know and, know, and I find it funny, uh, you know, they mentioned leather, mm-hmm. and uh, they left out latex.
0: Yes! Yes! Okay. Well, let's see, because I mean, there's some things that just didn't get an answer, so let's okay. make sure it's not... I didn't no. I didn't see it. No. Yeah. Latex was not even an option.
1: No. Which, um... Surprises me because you know that's that's a big thing with a lot of people.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm And I can understand that with this subset of the people who participated, mm-hmm. there might not be a lot of people because again, you're getting you're getting a, a pretty diverse group because these are people who are like I, I'm gonna willing to talk about sex toys with somebody even if semi-anonymously, mm-hmm. but also the kink community are people who are like who are into kink enough to go I understand there's a language to it and I and I can I'm figuring out how to talk about it with other people and what that means in a communicative way like there's plenty of kinky people who just do the kinky shit and they never think about or care to learn more about beyond I do this thing and my partner lets me do this thing and so we're all good and that's fine and I'm sure there are plenty of people who would be shopping for sex toys and fall into that category. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is not a BDSM community focused uh, survey, survey yeah. at all, yeah. and it would have a, it would be completely different if it were. Um, if somebody has done that survey and you've seen it or know about it, please send me a link to it. If somebody has not. I need the light bulb in the back of my head to dim a little bit. I do not have time to put together a survey and actually get responses. So I need somebody else to have done it. Um, But this is the problem I have. Like, I, I think it's great that this company did this survey. One, when you look at the full results, you see that they were getting information for like what kind of blog posts they should they should write like how should they promote themselves to people what kind of toys like like this is really what it is but to come in hot and go oh bible belt's kinkier than people know Mm -hmm. i mean it is it is yeah i would say without this survey i would have gone yeah it it totally fucking is but i don't feel like this survey tells that at all so far now i'm gonna keep scrolling we got a few more pages left but i thought this was the only kink page i saw um, I am happy, I'm I will say I'm happy for this. For this survey, which is not the general population, uh, choking so first of all, choking and hair pulling seem to have been put in the
1: same category. In the yeah, same category.
0: It's not the same thing at all. But I am happy to see that choking got zero percent. Oh, and you know how they said liquid play up here, and we're like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. They actually have an option for PNP, which I'm not hundred percent sure mm-hmm. what that stands for and water sports.
1: Okay. So liquid what? play is something else. What is,
0: who knows what liquid play is? Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody educate me. I now desperately want to know. Now, one thing I will say is of one of the other options was we're pretty vanilla. Like I'm not like not into any kinks and nobody chose that 0% chose that as well. So maybe that's where like, oh, people are kinkier. And they are. But even the things that people selected, like there's foot play, there's role play. Role play can be kinky. I mean, I mm-hmm. think if you're putting pretending to be somebody else putting on a character and saying sure. things you, it's kind of kinky. It's... Mm-hmm. Like, for, if it's a kink or a fetish of yours, it's a revulsion of mine. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I,
1: I, I you know, in, in years past going to the dungeon, um, I remember seeing, like, and I think they're still fairly popular, like interrogation scenes.
0: Oh, yeah. And there's definitely, because there's power play in that. Yeah. And a lot of the most popular role play tends to have a power element. So I see why it gets classified. Mm-hmm within kink but i've also seen role play that's not a power element and this is an awful example because it's also an example of how it can go wrong (laughs) but also it is the first one that came to mind so bear with me claire and phil In Modern Family, every fucking Valentine's Day, when they tried to do their role play in a hotel or a restaurant, of course, it always went wrong. There was nothing inherently kinky about that. They literally Mm -hmm. just decided to try to be different people and spice things up and like get that spark back and have that excitement back. And role play can absolutely just be that Mm -hmm. as well. So this is a personal thing, again, because we get to personally define things for ourselves that might not make sense to the outer world. I understand why role play gets classified as kink. I think because I have just too many examples in my head, even though, yes, I did pull the modern family one. Uh, um, I don't see role play as kink. It mm. is fine if I am the only person on the planet who does not see it that way. And everybody's like, no, it is Kayla. It's clearly kinky, it's fine. My mind does not categorize it that way. I think because it also categorizes as a thing of, get it the fuck away from me, I don't like it. Uh, (laughs) So a few people said, yes, they're kinky or have fetishes, but they prefer not to specify, Um, which is fine. Um, I also, so here's the thing. And I'm not trying to get into a wider debate on what's right, what's wrong, even though that's just how the nature of things. In the list, it had it came up to zero percentage. But here's a list under: Do you explore any kinks and/or fetishes? I'm a little sad that monsters got nothing. That's that makes me <laughs> sad. Who out there is like, yeah, I totally got a monster kink. I'm done with that. But here's the one that makes me go: oh. Bisexual MMF fantasies. Why is that a kink? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. Now, can you fetishize it? Yeah. yeah, I absolutely enjoy fantasizing about reading about those kinds of, of threesomes. Absolutely, but should should we put it under the kink or fetish option? Couldn't it be f- just a fantasy option? Yeah, fantasy, sure. And and nobody seems to have chosen Or maybe one person chose it It was such a small number that it came up to 0% But really Also, here's another one that they According to how this is laid out I don't know what the survey looked like It looks like they put it together Pet play and breath play Those are two totally separate things The choking and the breath play should have gone together Yeah. Pet play should have been its own thing And hair pulling should have been its own thing I have questions Okay, let's scroll, let's see if there's mm. anything more. No. Uh, they do a, where do you look for answers to sexual questions? Oh God, now this is slightly mm. depressing. 29.7% said porn. Everything else, I'm like, yeah, 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 that's fine, that's fine. And here's the thing, porn can in, can give you an idea of what fantasies you might have. Mm-hmm. It can like give you the opportunity to explore how you feel, you know, erotically, sensually, whatever, whatever about things you're seeing or potential situations. I, we all everybody who can hear our voices knows don't don't use that as a guidebook right, right. like please please don't please don't please don't <laughs> they did briefly touch on long distance stuff um do you use sex toys with your long distance partner fifty seven point four percent said yes um twenty one percent said no and then the other twenty one percent said but I'm not in a long distance relationship so okay- mm-hmm. um do you buy sex toys with your partner? Um, I get that this is really a marketing kind of question they're asking, that's fine, yeah. I don't care. It's still interesting, 66.8% said yes. We absolutely have purchased sex toys on our own. Yes. And we have absolutely purchased them together. Correct. Um, <laughs> I I need to uh, have a business meeting with you uh, Uh -uh. Um, soon-ish. So here's the thing. This is is about this and it isn't because it's about purchasing sex toys. Uh, Before we become an affiliate of any sex toy brand or company, uh, we want to touch, feel, use their toy. There is a company that is not offering review products and I don't even care that they're not. I want to buy one of their toys to find out if they're as fucking amazing as I think they are because I want to be an affiliate of theirs because uh, (laughs) I'm a mercenary who likes to make money, thanks. Um, But I want, like before I ever do that. And so does that make the dildo I wanna buy a business expense? (laughs) And if so, I need to have a business meeting with my business partner, who is also my daddy, Tom, and the man who will probably use the sex toys on me to get permission first. Uh, now I'm curious.
1: <laughs> I think we should have this meeting right after the uh, podcast live stream. They're
0: not cheap sex toys. I've, <laughs> so you know.
1: there, there is something I, I would like that is not cheap either, though.
0: We have a very weird (laughs) life, and I love it. (laughs) Anyway, so do we buy sex toys with our partner? Yes, we do. Um, Again, I think coming from a sex toy shop and the audience they will pull for this survey, this is not surprising. Because, I mean, I have given this advice before uh, Mm -hmm. under my own name and ghostwriting of, make going to the sex toy shop a date night kind of thing you can yeah. even do it online like you can scroll through shops online mm-hmm. together and look but if if you have access to physically being with your partner and going to a physical store like you know as it can be fun even even when you discover upon walking in know that this place is not my vibe um you might have something to giggle about later <laughs> don't laugh in the store that's just immature and like yeah you know, look at those weirdos. Like, what are we doing? We're not shaming anybody here, but there are some mm-hmm. places I have walked into where I went, no, I would I would never feel comfortable walking in here by myself. And then like the place that's up the street, I would mm-hmm. feel comfortable walking in there by myself, Yeah. but I'm gonna need to have access to the ability to spend money before I do, because oh, I can't walk into a place like that and walk out empty handed. Like know. it's just, mm, it's not mm-hmm. gonna work. Um, let's see. This one is not shocking at all. Do sex toys turn you on when you use them with your partner? 66.2% said yeah. yes. Um, 17.5% said what absolutely makes the most sense. It depends on the person I'm with. True. Uh, yes, especially if you happen to be with a partner who's like made uncomfortable by the quote competition mm-hmm. of a sex toy. Well, I'm not mm-hmm. going to enjoy that either. Um, let's see. They ask about anal Uh, How do you feel about it? It is almost evenly split with only 38.5% saying they enjoy it. Um, Some people are interested, they just haven't tried it, but some people are, they know they don't like it or they're Mm -hmm. not interested. That is not surprising. Um, Can I tell the difference between these? I'm a little, so here, 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 okay. They ask what's your favorite sex toy? Now, first of all, do you have any idea? how many types of sex toys there are. As somebody who's been working on a research project Mm -hmm. about sex toys for a client I work with, I now know that there are like more than I thought there were, of of how you could classify them. So, the top answer was vibrator, with 34.4% saying that's their favorite sex Mm -hmm. toy. However, (laughs) that tells you nothing, because everything can vibrate these days. I actually have on its way to us, a stainless steel, a steel vibrating dildo coming to us. I'm very curious as to how this is gonna work. That's why I said, yeah, you could send it to me. I'm very curious, yes. But then in the the options that had enough for them to do a pretty pie chart, there's a bullet. Well, a bullet vibrator is by definition a vibrator. Sex doll, sex doll doesn't have to vibrate. I mean, it's like a life size, Mm -hmm. like, you know, masturbator, essentially. Then there's masturbation sleeve, which may or may not vibrate. So like, I might say, yes, I love a masturbation. I would not, but you might say, I love a masturbation sleeve. Okay, well, is it a vibrator or not a vibrator? A wand. A wand is by definition a vibrator.
1: (laughs) You're scaring me. Oh my God. You're scaring me.
0: It's like vibrator. What do we mean? Like break that shit down more. Okay, I'm, let me see, let me scroll. Okay, that's some more, yeah, that's some more marking stuff. So there's one last one that we'll, we'll end on. The question is, do you have a high sex drive? 85.8% of the people who answered that question said yes. Does that surprise you at all? No. It doesn't surprise no. me, but probably for boring nerdy reasons, like thinking of the 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 population they pulled from who would respond to a survey like Mm -hmm. that probably more in tune with it probably would say they have a higher sex drive but then of course i'm the like really annoying one who's like but how do you define that because there's no such thing technically as like a sex drive like it's not like it's a thing but do you mean arousal do you mean wanting the sex do you mean satisfy? like what what do you what, what do you Somebody pointed out that I turned this into an ASMR (laughs) rant and (laughs) podcast. So did that survey live up to the hype that was in, that has also been on multiple like press releases I've seen shared by like adult industry outlets, right? Mm -hmm. That we have proven definitively that the Bible Belt is kinkier than anybody thought, no. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't give you time to answer. No. <laughs> the Bible belt is kinky because everywhere's kinky because people are people everywhere you go, right? Um, I think everywhere where there have been cultural air quote, norms and expectations about behavior um, that tend towards, you know, the religious even if it's a area that's like moved away from that a lot, which the Bible Belt has not, okay. (laughs) Uh, Where we live, it's extremely rare, but when I moved to Mississippi, a random person upon meeting me, knowing I had just moved there, wanted to know who my people were which meant my family, and what church I went to. And that has been my experience in deep south areas Mm -hmm. almost ever since. Like it's really rare these days, it's really, really rare. When I was a teenager, 25, 30 years ago, it was much more common. And then I'm sure even, you know, further back it was crazy common. Um, But in areas where a, faith-based perspective has led the way and there's shame involved in that faith-based perspective kink sex in general can be loaded with shame and that's not even what our religious stuff does That's not Mm -hmm. even what like society like society does. that's what our families can do to us and how we're taught there too um kink has an extra layer and so i don't care where you are unless you are literally on an island of just you there are always kinky people around you. Mm -hmm. It's whether they feel safe and comfortable to come forward in some way online or in person to admit and gather with the other kinky people that can be, you know, less in... We say the Bible Belt and yeah, the Bible Belt, but really in my experience, it's been the more rural areas. If you are in an urban area, especially a major metropolitan, I don't care how deep in the Bible Belt you are, you're gonna find kinky people because cities just have that and I'm not, uh, I have no knowledge training experience to explain how all that works. Blah, blah, blah. I think we just all kind of know, in general, that's a truism. Um, in the more rural country areas where people are spread farther apart and there are fewer people, they're there, there's just less to pull from and less of, you You are harder pressed to find an area where that acceptance is easier. Mm-hmm. You have to create it for yourself. That's what munches are. like. There are munches in some of the most conservative areas I have ever fucking lived in, in my life. Not while I was there, but that was 20 years ago. So there you go. They're gathering, like they're coming together. They're finding ways to come together because the world in a teeny tiny, very slow snail's pace kind of way is sort of kind of, if we squint, changing, but. They're there. So when somebody tells me I'm the only one here who's kinky, no, the fuck you're not. I'm not <laughs> unless you live on a deserted island and it's just you mm-hmm. and whatever wildlife. And even then, I bet when the wildlife get together, they like it a little different too. So I'm just saying, we are never the only ones. <sighs> wow. I'm sorry I only let you say about six things today.
1: It it, it was um. It was fine. I also know I, you've not
0: slept for two nights. It's been a very rough week for you. Yeah. Um, I also had hoped that this would be like, this would be like kinkier. Like I went through the results real quick to go is there even something to talk about? And then I did when I realized that they led with some kinky bullshit but devoted one page and one real question to kinks and even Act then okay. I'm like Yeah. did you ask a kinky person to write this fucking question for you? We've got to stop letting PR companies, marketing companies who don't know about shit do what these fuck. I like, I un like. Inside baseball time, I understand the real purpose of that survey. The real purpose was to gather information that they can then use to help market, market to yeah. their audience and grow their audience and sell more products. And that's the mm-hmm. real thing. And the secondary thing is to find a hook that you then get with a press release, you get people to publish it, you get a link back to your site, people know mm-hmm. who you are, you grow that way. Like I understand the real like purpose of all this. Mm. And those are, those are fine. Like, inter, like surveys to help you like with your internal business list, that's, that's definitely fine. Press releases that may or may not get any whatever, it's an accepted practice with marketing. Uh, I don't do it, but it's fine. Come on, that hook. And I, the thing is, is what they're, what people are gonna count on and what's gonna happen is people are gonna see that headline and see the hook and go, oh yeah. And they're not gonna actually go look at it. Right. And like, because most people don't. It's weirdos like us that are like, no, we go look at it. Did you say kinky? Did you <laughs> say Bible Belt? Okay, we're going to look at it now. I'm going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Not the worst survey. God knows we've taken just tests oh. and quizzes where we were like, what the fuck is happening right. here? But this is...
1: Yeah. This.
0: I'm glad. And- I like that, that companies do this and then share the results because there is interesting information there. If for nothing else you realize on some level and some question you identified with them and went, yeah, that's me too, you're definitely not alone. Yeah. I didn't think this would be a ranty one but here we are
1: here you could we are. always find something to rant about i
0: know but i gotta be in the right like i mean i guess you have to beat my ass with a paddle that i kind of fucking hate and leave residual pain as i lean on that butt cheek because that's just <laughs> the way i sit here so it's not like really a choice it would look very awkward if i took the pressure off that butt cheek um <sighs> and let me hang out with my community for a little bit which you know is energizing to both of us true true just saying true true Tayshu in the live chat said, I think you summed it up for me, Tayshu. This survey feels like a hockey survey written by a baseball fan. Mm, Yep,
1: yep, yep.
0: yep. See, there are times I see stuff like this, especially in former freelance work I did a lot, Mm -hmm. where I always thought, what I need to be is a consultant who does this kind of stuff because we're gonna do it right. But I also, no. I don't, I don't want to. That requires you to work with a lot of people yeah. and you probably won't like most of them. And I don't, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want the, I don't want that. <laughs> and I, you know, it's very uh, bold of me to go, I can write a better fucking survey, could I? I don't know. I'm one person and even the two of us together, we'll forget some shit. We'll leave some shit out. Every, every survey is always imperfect. True. It just always is. Cause mm-hmm. it's created by humans and humans are, is, you know. But sure, I would just say if anybody has come across a survey from a sex toy company or a kink company or somebody that like talks about this kind of stuff, that you're like, oh, here's one that's like actually kinky. Like, please send me the link, because <laughs> I'll come back and do another episode on another survey if it gives us, you know, something interesting to kind of look at and go, right. ooh, well, we're not gonna put choking and hair pulling in the same thing, or pet play and breath play. No, we not we not gonna do that. What are we doing? Yeah. Those are. Not-
1: I know, I know, I know, I know. Yep.
0: And stop, stop in the kink and fetish question, giving BDSM as an option and then breaking it down. Leave BDSM out. Do the individuals, which ones are you into? You can do a general, or do you consider yourself just into BDSM in general because you like so many? Like that's, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Just saying. Anyway, uh, reminder talking about kinks and sex stuff we have an only fans there's a link to it if you're on youtube you're gonna have to click the link tree to get to the link because link forest it is a link forest i've tried to clean up some of the links i'm just saying um yeah that's if you want to watch other people do the sexy thing if you do not you hey i don't subscribe to stuff like that because i'm an exhibitionist not a voyeur Every once in a while I come across something I see online. It's usually thirst traps posted by, I don't think they're kinky at all. They're usually like non-kinksters and they're just Mm -hmm. posting thirst traps either to get other people to their OnlyFans page or because they like the attention online. And then there's some, I'm like, yeah, my mouth is watering. Mm -hmm. Um, But if they like to start having sex in front of me, be like, no, I'm done now. I'm done. I don't want to watch that. Like, that's just not my thing to watch. So anyway, anyway, okay, so- so that was existed and I want to say that and just a reminder we're on break next week, but we have yeah. the Friday night live stream on March 17th. I checked my dates. I think I'm saying them correctly. Um, there'll be no uh, non-consensual pinching if you don't wear green uh, on St. Patrick's Day. If you are a person who is not from the US um, or that maybe has finally died out and you're young enough to go, what the fuck? Yeah, that was a thing. We pinch each other when they're not wearing green and I fucking hate that shit. It's very stressful as a child. So, it's a hard red. You can pinch me in other contexts, but not that shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um,
1: right. so I know you usually say, "Are we good?" but I think in this case, <laughs> it, "Are you good?"
0: Oh god.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> 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 okay. Keep Keep it kinky, kinky, y'all. And we will technically see you next week, but not during a podcast episode. Daddy. Yes, girl? (laughs) Can I talk to the crickets? I've been talking at them for the past over an hour. Now I'd like to talk to them. I couldn't keep up with the live chat because I was too busy looking at these damn numbers. And poor podcast listeners, they could be screaming at their car as they're Hope you're not, like, on a subway or bus yelling at what you're listening to. But you might be. Um, but I can't actually talk to them, but I can talk to them. You know what I mean? Y'all know what I mean. Thank Go you, ahead. Daddy.
1: <laughs> Made you work for it, though. You did. Yeah.
0: Um. So a few people in the live chat would, would like us to make the fucking survey. Yes.
1: They've, they've been going on about that I'm need a an bit ex- now.
0: I'm going to need an executive assistant to do all this shit, okay? <laughs> uh, I also would like to complain one more time that my butt hurts. I am actually leaning heavily on that butt cheek, but it is Good. the way I sit in this particular chair.
1: I'm okay with that.
0: It hurts oh, so bad. It hurts so bad. I was not about to safe word out of that scene, but had you decided to go a little harder or a little longer, it ended up being a very quick scene. Once, yeah, he, in the middle of it, I'm bent over the bed, ass is in the air. He's going to town. I'm screeching and pulling away and uh, all that. And cameras are rolling, lights are on, all of that. The window between our bedroom and the office is open. Lola is here in the office and she does. And I don't know how much of them actually gonna be able to cut out because there were like during some times mm-hmm. when you were actually swinging. And if you're like, cut out, what, what, this is the only fan stuff. Anyway, it's what we recorded today before we did this episode. So um, you're swinging away. I'm screeching away. Lola starts to a woo <laughs> sitting here in the office and we can hear her clear as fucking day in the bedroom because of the window. And the first time they were little, like, testing a woos. Like, are you here? Do you hear me? Are you paying attention? And we were like, oh, she stopped. This is fine. Keep going. And then she did big a woos. Like, let me the fuck out of this house. I have to go or I need to sit on the rocks and sun myself or something. I don't want to be in here anymore. So I will cut the part where you walked away. Yeah. But I am left ass up head down lights on camera rolling (laughs) we can walk out of the bedroom through the house let the dog out it's like uh if this was a podcast that would get left in (laughs) yeah so it's as real as it gets for us by the way um but yeah it was a very very uh stinging sensation. Mm-hmm, if you mm. ever bring that paddle back, I don't I I would say it's one of the stingiest.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah. That
0: you would have. Mm-hmm. Um I would be curious as to how that would be different with a heavier wood. Because it's made... It's one of your originals you made early days. It was our version of it. I imagine capped. it would still be very stingy. It would, but what would it feel like with a thud behind it? I'd probably, like, read right out of the <laughs> gate. Like, no, get that thing fucking away from <laughs> one me. One
1: shot, and you'd be like, get it
0: away from me. It was one of those where even when you tried to do lat, lat, light taps... Yeah. Up and down, like, my legs or my thighs or whatever...
1: I know you were. I couldn't, I couldn't. You were, oh yelling. Yeah. Part
0: of it I did tense up, like mm-hmm. tensed way the fuck up. So speaking of Lola, all three fur babies got taken to the vet yesterday. Cats go in one trip, cause I got a carrier in each hand. Dog goes in the second. Often it's just me taking her, but JB had kind of taken the day off. We both ended up taking the day off from working. So he went with me. So with the cats, the cats have to be sedate, sedated.
1: Oh God, yes.
0: Um, to get through it because Ella will be all calm and sweet. She'll even purr. You come at her with a needle to draw she, blood or she's vaccinate. A,
1: she's a hell kitten.
0: Oh my God! So she was. All she needed was um the FLV. I can't remember what that stands for, but it was a test they do like twice a year. I think that's all she needed. A little blood draw, still fully sedated. Uh, I could hear her complaining back in the vet tech area even then, like. <laughs> Not, they, they have notes on our cats and they knew they had to like secure her, yeah. but she's still complaining. Onyx. <laughs> so Onyx is very picky with her food. We actually, because Ella will eat anything that might have been edible at one point in history. Yeah. We base what we buy for food around Onyx's preferences to keep her eating as much as possible because she is a small cat who has never put on a bunch of weight. Like her top weight was nine pounds and that was like where she needed to be according Mm -hmm. to the vet. But she's very picky in particular about flavors and textures and all that. And okay, I I respect it. As somebody who's got her own shit, I respect it. (laughs) But she had started withdraw and refused to eat certain foods that she had been previously eating for weeks and months to the point that we had one flavor, one type of canned food that we then had to go buy extra of because we buy like a variety pack of canned food for them. That's what they eat. And we had to go buy the one specific flavor and make sure we had it so that we could make sure she was eating. Why? Because when she goes off her feed, we have watched her and we we were concerned. She has lost weight. She is like, She's well taken care of, like she's clean and she, but if you saw her, you'd go, did this cat just come in off the street as a stray? She is that thin. Yeah. Um, her top, like she's supposed to be between eight and nine pounds and she's now under eight pounds. Just under eight, And yeah. even the vet went, I am concerned that she has lost so much weight. And so we were explaining, okay, well, she's weird about food, but, and then when you try to sedate her, cause I had to say she was not fully <laughs> sedated. I told him, I'm like, look, she's a runner. And she's, she would not eat all of her food. So she's only like kind of sedated. So they were prepared for that fine. And she's very quiet during all of that. She does not meow and make no. a fuss like Ella does, but she looks for the first opportunity to bolt. She, so yeah. it was like multiple people like containing her. Um, in her case, she needed vaccines and the blood test and whatever. But the vet came back in and was like, I am very concerned about her weight. And you're saying she's not eating, you know, the vet was like it's not unusual for some cats to be picky and for them to do that for a couple days or maybe they don't eat and then they Mm -hmm. eat again that's okay but she's losing weight and that is a problem
1: and and for a while there she did do that once in a while you know a day or two but then she'd go back to her normal schedule and she is not in the past couple weeks not the past couple weeks so
0: the vet was like let's do a blood workup blood panel on her make sure there's nothing internally Mm -hmm. wrong with her So sometime today, we're supposed to get a call with those results. So then I leave, I take the cats, come back with JB and Lola. Lola, who wants the love of everybody inside that vet's office, but does not want to be there to receive the love. She doesn't like to get on the scale. Same, first of all, and once we saw what it said, I also did not blame her. She doesn't want to be in the room, even though you're there to give her all the belly rubs. I'm there to give her all the belly rubs. It doesn't matter she doesn't want to be there. Then she does not want to walk to the back because she knows that's where the needles are. So in her case, I think we've even said it in a couple of live streams. We're like, she's slimming down. We she looks slimmer. You can see that she's got hips again.
1: Well, a couple of times I did have to her her collar became mm-hmm. loose. And, you know, you and I both like, oh, her hips are showing again. She has, you know, like a Mm -hmm. You know, she has hips.
0: Yeah, we're like, look at her. We think the way we've been feeding her under vet's instructions is working. We knew the weight loss was gonna be slow. Um, That's just the nature of it. She's Mm -hmm. not as active because we're not as active, but also because her front paw is always gonna be an issue for her, which is why we're trying to keep her weight down so that she doesn't have more joint issues than she's just gonna have. Right. So we've been like, we're very careful with her treats. If she gets a special treat, which she will only get once a month, once a month, once a week, once a week, we adjust her food. We adjust the the food. Like we compensate for that. Do what we're supposed to do. Right. This girl is 80 pounds. Yep. She gained six pounds in less than six months. And the doctor went, no, that's not good. And, and we are to the tech and the doctor who the doctor's new to us because the doctor yeah. we the vet we had been seeing has left the practice they've got new vets in they seem lovely we're happy mm-hmm. with the practice but it's like they don't know lola or what we've been through so we're like kind of right. go no 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 no. we feed her this way with this kind of right. food and, this, and then we measure it this way and like we're like mm-hmm. falling all over ourselves to go we are not feeding her uncontrollably this is shocking to us so she said, and we had heard this before, we had avoided it because it's so expensive. She was like, you might need to get her on a weight loss management food. A weight management food, right. yeah. She said, but first, because, and I, once we paid for it, I knew why we had never done it. She says, we've never done a full blood work panel thingy on, on Lola. We don't have any baseline for her. And it it's possible it could be her thyroid, She's like, which could be managed with a medication. And I'm thinking, well, that's easy to do because that you put some cheese around anything or peanut butter, and it's gone, not a mm-hmm. problem. But I was like, okay, <laughs> this is why we had not done it up till now. It was a $200 blood test. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> um so the choices are, we'll find that out today. Is it her thyroid or does she need a special diet? Uh, I, don't want, I don't want it to be her thyroid. Like I don't, I'm sure it would be fine, but also I don't want her to be sick. I don't right. want that. But also I have... Priced out some of the, the good weight <laughs> management foods. I don't want to pay that either. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was enough of a weight gain. Because we, like a week ago, had been going, God, she's looking slender. And then I was like, do dogs retain water? Is she just bloated? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I did not ask the vet that we don't have that kind of relationship. Yeah, yeah, yet. yeah. So yeah, the the girls are good, but we're going to find out if they're officially good or if there's some issues. We are terrified there's a health problem with Onyx not because not just cuz we don't want them to be unhealthy. Yeah. But see, I could feed Ella a pill if I could just hide it in her food. Right. Onyx I You know what? I I don't know. I don't know how we would medicate her. I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
1: And and Andre, as far as Lola liking water, no, she despises water every kind unless it's in her water bowl to drink.
0: Yeah, she's terrified. She's terrified. Yeah, just to be dragged into the groomer. Mm-hmm. Now she's fine once she's there, and she loves the people, and she's she's super ready to come home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, she yeah.
1: she hates. Um, you know. Uh, we hadn't been walking Lola the way we did either no. um, Kayla cannot control her
0: I can but, you, but I to will a certain hurt myself extent, but you
1: you yeah and and you know normally it had been me that held her leash and, and walked her and and I hadn't been able to do that very well either of late so you know there there was that and um Lola is wonderful. She is wonderful. She does not know how to dog.
0: No, I'd love to know what her. Yeah. And the thing is, is she's not too old because she is so food driven. We could train her. Somebody needs mm-hmm. to train us on how to train her. Right. We could train her. It, the th- weird thing is we, because she's food motivated, we'd have to train her with food while also trying to get her to lose weight. I'm sure there's a way for that. I'm sure there's a method. Um, I was thinking about that yeah. today, come home. I was like, what we need to do is learn what to do to train her better. Cause if we could train her to actually walk on a walk, maybe not all walks, like having a walk where you can just sniff around and be mm-hmm. your Staffordshire your Terrier yourself, I think you should have that life, but also right. a walk where you're actually walking. Yeah for more than like two feet at a time. Like mm-hmm. I know that's a trainable skill because the because yeah. Instagram told me it was. Um, could we maybe train her to tolerate water? Yes, but I'm not sure that, <laughs> that she would ever lose weight in that because right. we would be having to pop treats in her mouth like, you know, we were playing the slots or something just to keep her in the water. I don't know,
1: mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you know, she does go out. She does like to go outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in early on, you know we bought several different size balls mm-hmm. you know to to play with her you throw a ball she just kind of looks
0: at no the ball
1: looks at you and then lays down
0: yeah i don't yeah i don't know is she not interested or she just doesn't know what yeah. to do she knows she has her pull toys and her stuffies that have squeakers in it mm-hmm. those she loves she gets nightly zoomies and those things she herself with her mouth, yeah. flips up into the air. Can't catch it, but you know, mm-hmm. throws it up, tosses it. Uh, no,
1: she she does like to play, and I I do this as often as I can. She does like to play tug of war. Yeah, you know, she she's got this unicorn, holding with handles on each side, and you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: play tug of war with her. Yeah, but,
0: she could drag your ass across this room if she if wanted she wanted to. to yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She shows restraint during that game. hmm. Mm hmm. D Bunny asked, What's her problems with walking? Is she a puller or not interested? Um, she wants to sniff everything. Right. Um, once she sees something, like a squirrel or a bird if it's in her line of vision. She
1: becomes fixated.
0: She I mean, I've almost become a kite a few times. She can pull and drag so hard I even bracing cannot mm-hmm. stop her. Um, and part of that's me needing to gain strength. Um She also will sometimes in the middle of the walk, just lay down.
1: And not want to move. (laughs) Yep.
0: And I'm thinking, you know, same, okay. (laughs) If I didn't want nature to get on me, I could be down there with you. Um, It's all the things. And I think, I think it goes back to your right. She probably doesn't know how to dog. And so she was sort of leash trained by the foster, but not to the extent of here's how to stay by us. Listen, Mm -hmm. when we tell you to stop, like, and that is, Thanks, algorithms, for adding to my my mounting guilt about all the things I should do and yeah. I'm not. But that yeah. is really like where we it's, should do something. It's,
1: different. it's 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 kind of funny, you know, when when she's in the house with us, when when she's out in the backyard, um, she listens to me very well. Mm-hmm. She she does a pretty a very decent job of of listening, um, but put her on a leash. And,
0: and she loves to go outside. And she go does. Walk. She loves to explore. She wants to sniff everything. Yeah. Um, from things we've learned about her breed, that is what they love to do. Like we have learned when we come in from the outside and bring something in, or even if it's just us we actually stand and give her time to sniff us. Mm-hmm. And once she gets that sniffing done, she's fine and we will walk away. If you don't let her sniff, she becomes fixated and follows you. And she's right. like that on a walk. She There's so many smells, she wants to sniff them all. And right. I used to think, oh, cause we take the same route for a walk. If we take the same route, she'll get like she'll know what the smell. No, no. The first time you take her for a walk when it's been a while, she walks like she's like, "Let's go see what's out there." Mm-hmm. By the second time, you walk a few steps, she sniffs and she sniffs and she sniffs. She also uh, just has decided that the side of the road is her personal salad bar. There are green weed things <laughs> that she loves to eat, um, and so they're stopping for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, and I don't, and the thing is, is I don't mind taking her on those kinds of walks until she either sees a Jeep she wants to chase after, or a squirrel yeah. she wants to chase after. I don't mind taking her on those, but like, I would love to take her on the walks I do in the morning where I'm mm-hmm. walking steady. I would take her on those if she would walk mostly yeah. steady. Obviously, if she's got it, you know, pee or poo like she needs to stop and do that
1: but it's kind of funny too she doesn't chase she doesn't try to go after any car that comes by yeah she has the thing it's mostly big trucks
0: big trucks and and jeeps Jeeps, yeah and so we're very curious about her former life Mm -hmm. and she doesn't just chase them she barks after them like i got some shit to tell you when i catch you and no so what and there have been a couple of times when i was holding her either, I think we went for a walk when you were up for walking, but you didn't, you couldn't hold, Mm -hmm. or I just took her. (laughs) She, first of all, when I see a truck approaching and I'm holding her leash, I wrap the leash around my hand and my arm and I just hold and I brace. And then I plant my two feet in kind of a, like a squat, like kind of stance wide. And I just sort of sink down into my own butt. we're,
1: We're talking about you.
0: And when she takes off two or three times in that position I'm describing, I was, like running after her cause she would have dragged me. A couple times I could pull back. I had like just enough like momentum or she just wasn't pulling hard enough. I held her. Twice she spun me in a 360 all the way around. Like I was a cartoon character. I love her. I I would happily, and I know again, it goes back to the responsibility and the onus is on us Mm -hmm. to learn how to train her to do that better. I think she is trainable. She is a smart dog. She wants to please. She's so food motivated. However, yeah. add that to the growing list of things I'm supposed to be doing and I'm not that I feel guilty about. Well, there, there again, too,
1: being 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 smart, being wanting wanting to please that that is something that's indicative of her breed.
0: Yes. And so I know we could. We yeah. just. Yeah. Anyway but now we're trying to find out does she have to to go on a diet
1: right or is she taking medication put her on more of a diet or yeah medication so
0: i just feel like the the i don't know i have no clue what they will tell us but the thing that is so Hmm. alarming concerning i don't know is that we really did think we were seeing progress right and once I really looked at her after they took like we were trying to get her up on the scale. And I kept going, that can't be her right weight. That can't be no. her right weight. I was like, are we pushing down on her? Like it can't be 80 pounds. It was absolutely 80 pounds. And then I looked at her after that. And then definitely today. And I was like, you do look wider. Yeah. Have I been in denial? Or is there something going on that you literally just ballooned up? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And again, it, the, the, the we're trying to extend the life her life as long as possible. And we know because of injuries she suffered before we got her that her leg already pains her and putting that extra weight on it is just not going to be good for her no and now she wants to go out you talk in the microphone i'm doing too much talking please and thank you she said so
1: So, yeah um you know so yeah we're we're gonna have to kind of see with her what what we're gonna do um you know the, the money that might be a thing she said try um they said try green beans Instead likes, of treats. She likes certain um, uh, she, fruits and veggies. She does like some certain fruits and veggies. Um, you know, when I make my smoothie in the morning, it it's kind of become a joke because, you know, we have to pay the banana tribute Yeah, with her. And that so, was the thing. Know. That
0: was the first question they asked us, too. What kind of treats do you give her? I'm like, blueberries and a small bite of banana? Yeah. <laughs> like, like we, we really don't. We really don't. We really try to do right.
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> so... Um, you know, uh, a few times on occasion, um, giving her fresh carrots mm-hmm. to chew on. Mm-hmm. You know, so she
0: doesn't like lettuce. <laughs> she kind of likes broccoli, but she's a little uncertain of it. Yeah. Um, what else? Blueberry. She likes banana. She likes watermelon.
1: <gasps> loves she, watermelon. She loves watermelon. So
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's the, the fur baby news.
1: Mhm.
0: Mhm. Um anything you feel up for talking about?
1: Um it's okay if you don't yeah. want... I mean, um I, I I kinda went into depth in Discord yeah. yesterday writing about it. Um it it has been weighing on me for some time. Um I did reach out to my sister to try and talk about it. She is <coughs> very non-committal, a little am <laughs> um, about settling things with my mom. And matter of fact, it's um, kind of at the anniversary of all that starting mm-hmm. last year. Um, she she is very non-committal about it. Um, yet she keeps talking about problems cropping up with the house.
0: Right. So it's like, well, why don't we sell it? And then we don't have to deal with problems with the house.
1: And, uh, it, it just keeps going round and round. And, um, I, I think I'm coming to a, a conclusion for myself Mm -hmm. with all this, what it comes down to, I, uh, um, You know, I need to do what is best for my family and for myself. And, uh, you know, we'll see.
0: Mm -hmm. And whatever you decide, I have your back, as I keep telling you.
1: Um, It's been enough of a a burden on me that it's kept me from sleeping for several nights.
0: Yeah. There's conflict and unresolved stuff. And then all the feelings and all the emotions and all Mm -hmm. the everything.
1: Yeah. And... Mm -hmm. uh, you know, knowing the people I'm I'm dealing with, it's no matter what I do, it's not going to be easy.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And uh, so you know, we uh, we shall see.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Try and get that um, dealt with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. one less thing mm-hmm. that you're that's yeah. weighing on you. Right. And until then, we'll find out. Is is one cat losing weight for a reason? Is mm-hmm. a dog gaining mm-hmm. weight for a reason? Yeah. What do they need? What can we do for them? Mm-hmm. While we also take care of the two children, the actual human children that <laughs> yeah. need us. Yeah. And may- maybe somewhere along the way we'll take care of ourselves. That's right.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Um, anything else? Nope. I think that's enough. That's plenty. We're yeah. since we're about to be kinda gone, uh, tends to have a longer episodes so Mm -hmm. there we are um so yeah yeah okay that was a lot uh i don't know if anything was educational here but maybe it was entertaining uh that's my secondary goal always (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna go i'm gonna go check my butt to see if there's a bruise on it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) we will we will not be here next week for an episode but the the friday march 17th live stream hang out out. will happen yep 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 Mm -hmm. uh and so we will hopefully see you then yeah okay all right Bye. bye